from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It is the only world building, storytelling, and collaborative character creation pro- podcast powered by listener prompts. Um, and I'm really excited to make it this week. I'm pretty hyped about making a, making a fantasy child this week. Yeah. I'm here. I'm ready. It has been a long week. It has been an exhausting week, but I am here and I am ready to make some magic happen. Yeah, like I I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but our season has begun. It's like fall, pumpkiny, crisp air, Chris Crown Leaf, Samuel Gordas shit out there. I'm ready. I'm hype. I'm feeling it. I'm I feeling really some am. magic. Um, what's getting you excited this week? What is getting me excited this week? That's a great question. Um, do you got anything? I do, and it's the motherfucking weather. Um in Fair. the northeast. No, that's valid. The, my window is open right now. My air conditioner is not on. I can hear the people arguing outside in the street. It's dope. Like, the crisp air is flowing in. My kitchen is cold in the morning. And, like, I had to wear a long sleeve shirt yesterday. Like, it fucking rips. I'm so excited because as I'm looking at all these jack-o'-lanterns on my desk, it's almost spooky time. Almost. Almost. It's almost there. We're almost, we've almost made it. And we've got this, like, it's autumnal. Like, everybody's moods are kind of lifting as much as they can because of the weather. It's, no one's like, you know, I'm not sitting in, like, ass soup every day. Fair. It's great. And it's a great, it's a great time to go outside safely and enjoy, if you're in a region that has fall, fall. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I'm drinking. I'm also excited about drinking. I want to leave that in uh, sparkling water with lime because it's delightful. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I am excited. God, what am I excited about this week, Aaron? It's a uh, hard question. Is it feeling confident about the show you make? Is it I, the weather? It's, been, is it's it? the it's the Muppets. I'm I'm excited oh, about fuck. the Muppets. That's a curveball. Did you actually know what you're excited about? But you wanted to lure me into a, a Muppet trap. <laughs> trying to brainstorm but i did draw you into the into the played my muppet trap card into the you drew me into the muppet zone <laughs> that's right that's right we are now muppets um, oh fuck yep. what is uh what is your muppet is it just you muppet fied uh honestly i yes like if you look at a lot of the people muppets they look like me <laughs> so yeah what like, muppet would you look like what animal would you be though like if you're like a uh, muppet animal Muppets. Honestly, hmm. I'm gonna Google list of Muppets. <laughs> See, I'm probably a, I'm probably a monster if I had to guess. Oh, uh, like one of the monster people? Yeah. Okay. I might be a pig. I might be a pig because I'm a performer. Like I'm a I am a ham, so I'd be a pig. I have the eyebrows of Sam Eagle, so I'd probably be you like do. that. You know, I'm I'm not going to make any. But also Johnny Fiamma, what the fuck is that? What is Johnny like, Fiamma? I don't know. Apparently, he's like the game show host one with the skinny mic. Look at Johnny that. Fiamma. Oh yeah, I know Johnny Fiamma. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's like a lounge singer. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'd be somewhere between a cross between the eagle and you would Johnny be, you, you would be an You would be an eyebrow muffet. Yeah, I'm definitely an eyebrow muffet. <laughs> but yeah, so um, wait, why are you excited about the Muppets? Besides so the usual I watched, reasons. I watched, we watched Muppets Now, which is the new show on Disney Plus, and it was a lot of fun. It's like, it, it was designed and written to be YouTube skits, and it kind of shows. Like, it really, it's obviously just a bunch of YouTube clips that they stitch together with, like, a narrative thread. Which, great. Nothing wrong but with like, that. But, like, honestly, <laughs> for a Muppet show, like, it works. Like, it's, you know, I get little two-minute clips, and there's some character humor, and it's fine. Like, it does what I want it to do. And then that prompted us to rewatch the last Muppet TV show, the ABC series, which I think is better than it had a reputation for. It's charming. It is a charming show. I don't know enough um, about the Muppets, and I need to learn more. I love, I mean, I, the Muppets are literally why I do this. Like, this, this here is, is, is uh, you can trace it back to the Muppets. I fuck with that. I love like, it very much. 
like I mean the Muppets are the the Muppet show is literally the first thing I remember watching on TV. I this makes me very happy. This is a really good start. I'm feeling the positivity in the air. Oh, and also what's getting me excited this week is Final Fantasy 16 got announced yesterday and uh I've just been like good feels are in the air and I'm trying to be positive for the first time in a long time. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I know exactly. As what I you're glare saying. into the microphone, but like I know exactly what you're saying. There's stuff that like feels good, and the we- I can at least sink my teeth into the weather existing and getting cooler, and like the existence of Final Fantasy 16 to like get my juices flowing. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm feeling good. I've. You know, like the like the the Muppets is a thing that makes me want to make fun stuff. Yes. Yes. Because, like, it literally, like, I can't exaggerate and say that, like, it really did make me want to, like, do this. And so, like, it gets me jazzed up to, like, tell stories and, you know, time to put on the music and light Fuck the yeah. lights and yes. do a show. Like, that really, that that urge to me came from The Muppet Show. Let's fucking do it then, Jeff. Let's do um, it. We take a listener submitted prompt, create an original fantasy character, world detail, weapon, what have you, myth and legend. Use that to develop an, an existing uh, original fantasy world called Fantasy. And this week, I am so proud for the prompt from Roxa Crocker and our Discord prompt, the first annual Truth County Fair. Do you know I'm here for a county fair? I'm so excited. Do and you know I'm here for a county fair. So real quick for uh, newer listeners, Pirithra Guild goes through a series of historical events leading to its renaming called Truth when it's no longer run by the Gourds or the Butternuts and that whole like really poisonous selection of mayor and leader from a competition of pumpkin growing is grown and it's called Truth. So... My first thought is, like, do you want to figure out what, like, the pumpkin throwing contest from episode zero becomes when, like, it's not poisonous? I want to I want to get to know what this fest. I want to know what this town this town fair is. And also, I want to talk about town fairs because you and I, Aaron, have like a long and rich and fulfilling history of town fairs. So in Sprout Brussels, we did talk about um, that it, this whole thing of the pumpkin growing contest from episode zero originates from Purethra Guild's tradition of having a farm fair where people just grew vegetables and had pig races and clogging and like cool farm shit, you know, was like celebrated. The harvest was celebrated. And, like, I think the act of farming and like the loving technique of farming you, without using magic and just giving TLC was celebrated. So do you think that comes back? That was that was the vibe that I got was that it comes back and 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 takes on like a new form, but like that spirit of of we're all providing for each other comes back. So how do you want to talk about like what this looks like, like the Truth County Fair? It happens once a year. Is it on um, the weekends? Like a farming a farmers market happens on the weekends. You know, it could be every fucking weekend. There's a rager. Is it every weekend or is it once a year? Like which 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 was more exciting for you? So it's very exciting to me to think about that. Truth becomes a place that celebrates a lot, you know, because Purethra Guild's gone through a lot of iterations that are kind of shitty. It makes me think of like maybe they happen in small capacities, like block parties, but there there may always be a festival when you come to Truth. I don't know if it's the I, I harvest like one. I really like that. I enjoy that a lot. But like, you know, every if every week or every month had the Millennial Fair from Chrono Trigger to some capacity or like a giant epic themed festival, I think that we don't really talk about truth a lot. And I think that gives it a nice picture for me of like a happy city that doesn't go back to like that doesn't like it hates its roots and is willing to like honor the good parts of it. You know, yeah, I love that. I really love that a lot. Yeah. So every is it every week or every month? I think it's every week. I think it's every week in a different part of the city. Yes, 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 yes. It's not formally organized. Is the detail that I want to throw out? Like it kind of just spontaneously happens. Wait, how the fuck does a festival spontaneously happen? Like enough people are celebrating one thing. Yeah, just like somebody starts. Somebody celebrates something. I. So then, what I would like to propose to you, yeah, is that. There's not just one town fair happening at any given time. There's several going on at one time. I See, I really like this idea that everywhere you... So, like, I want you to think about... Do you have a favorite festival in uh, Philly? Uh, Not in Philly. 
What, mean, what's your favorite you know festival? My favorite. You know my favorite festival. So let's talk about the Farm Fair. <laughs> let's talk about the Farm Fair. So in South Jersey, uh, there is a Farm Fair in what? I think it's in uh, Columbus, New Jersey. I think it's now. in Columbus. I'm almost yeah. certain it's because it's in that gigantic field by the farmers. Burlington market. County Farm Fair, baby. Um, so it's just like a festival of like farm shit and cool stuff and arts and crafts and things like that. So what can we pull from that that will fuel like kind of this like because I want to say like a big thing of like truth culture is festivals and which is say celebrating what makes truth magical because that's what like a real local fair is it's like it's the arts and crafts fair or like the cranberry festival that happens in the pine barrens is to celebrate the fact that cranberries like are a big thing in the pine barrens and like you you know piney culture and hillbilly shit you know aaron yes can i ask you a question (laughs) yes do you want to play a game um yeah i'm down because i have a game i've i have now found a game Stop. This was some live research on the air that I think will allow us to create this fa- this town fair in a really fun and interesting way. Is there a game for this? By the way, I'm um, looking. If you go to uh, the Burlington County Farm Fair dot com and then slash gallery, it's the fucking cutest thing in the world. It may be the most Caucasian thing in American history, but <laughs> it's fun. I swear. Oh, this is very cute, isn't it? The font, the font is cute. The website is Come cute. God, I miss it so much. Oh, look at it. Oh, it's cute. The woodshop oh, band, it. you know, and like I, this is what always what geeks me think of. This is like the farm fair in general has inspired every idea I think I have that has to do with Purethra Guild. Aaron, I floated playing a game, <laughs> but I want to throw something out. Okay. That connects uh, into something that uh, some ideas that have come that have been floated elsewhere. I am ready for and all a of this. question of this question about whether it's weekly or like I'm, I, I've been struck with a lightning bolt of inspiration, and I'd I, like to throw you something. I am so ready to receive your energy. Uh, you get ready because <laughs> it's coming hot. Okay. Um. So the question is, I want to revisit the question of. Is this weekly or is this monthly or yearly? I would like to posit that it is weekly. And to your question of how can a, a festival spontaneously happen? Yeah. I've been struck with an answer. I think it is a good answer. Gonna and I think it's an this. answer that's going to color a lot. What okay. you say? So I'm going to regret this. <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron, imagine if you will that... Uh, God, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go Jeremiah Noodleman. I just want to preface this by Please, saying I yeah. feel like I'm building up to Jeremiah Noodleman. I'm not. Think of the wholesomeness. Are you on the website? Just keep, always I'm on keep the website. The, keep That's the farm what made fair me in your think heart. about this. That's yeah. what made me think about this. Um, Aaron, what if there was? What if what happens is it's it is a spontaneous thing, and it is strictly circumstance based on where the festival goes. Like what? What do you mean? And by that I mean, Aaron. <laughs> What if mm-hmm. perhaps they were reprogrammed? Perhaps not. What if a bunch of fun bots, <laughs> fun bots, rolled in and for and like a festival pops up around them? Okay, okay, okay. Aaron, Aaron, I have pitch. I have pitch. I have pitch. Aaron, I have pitch. I have pitch. Damn, I have pitch. this is so many pitches. My response oh my is just okay. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm so I'm sorry. Ready. I just no, I just, no, no. I realized. I realized something. Okay. I'm thinking back to what you said at the top of the episode. You said you had said that there was a prestigious history of Purethra Guild turning into truth and like becoming a better place. Yes. And like the story of the the story of the pumpkin growing contest and the story of Sprout Brussels giving this pumpkin and like all of these things are historical stories. Yes. What do the fun bots do, Aaron? The fun bots fucking tell history jeff the fun bots are fucking junk robots who tell history stories stories they tell oh. the magic of history oh so that's history hurry hurry so okay i want to talk about them the fun bots would be provide this like, invaluable service as time is different in fantasy mm-hmm. where like you know thousands of years would be like a hundred maybe where like fun bots preserving history are like really fucking clutch because that's a really it's a cool idea you know, where truth would be this place where it's like they just got through the Lemony Locust crisis, became truth. The Guardians, it's very dramatic and like, you know, rebuilding, reconstruction, sad shit. 
But like the idea that Funbots were like, can I tell you the story of the farm fair of Purethra Guild's earliest days? And like, it's this amazing fucking thing. People would be like, why don't we do that now? Like, that sounds great. Yeah. And and the idea of a festival forming around like hearing the story of like what it used, like what it was and what it could be again. Mm hmm. Is kind of like beauty. It's beauty. It's there's this beauty of like we of like telling the story of what happened before, like what happened in the before times before things got bad. Yeah, there's kind of a beauty in that of like the and so the idea of like a a, a troop of fun bots going from neighborhood to neighborhood and telling the story of Sprout Brussels and the, and like it becomes this festival of like a potluck experience. Where people, like, honor the memory of the original festival that, like, was about, like, loving your community and supporting each other and making sure everybody had food on their plate. Yeah. Honoring that through this festival that forms around these junky robots. So I really like this. It it just makes me think that, like... You know, when it comes to your neighborhood, you're like, oh, fuck, because you hear them coming. Like, you know, it's us typing on our computer, and all of a sudden you hear, like... Who's ready for pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins? You're like, like, no fucking way. And the the fun bots roll up in like a big pumpkin wagon or like a big pumpkin car. It's it's like the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. (laughs) And it's a big fucking jet pumpkin jack-o'-lantern. And it unfolds into like a performance stage and like let's do this like it's very and they do their track the jack-o'-lantern opens its mouth yes and outpour the fun bots <laughs> and just a stage is there yes and they run on tracks like a cuckoo clock or something and like you know they're always like and let me tell you the and it's not about like sitting and listening like by now time has passed that people oh, yeah. know and so they're like oh shit it's time and like everybody is fucking ready like i think everybody has a dish you know, at the, when it comes time for festival, like, you know, I think you can almost calculate it by the calendar now. Are they like a comet, Jeff? <laughs> I, I kind of love that. I love that it's it's neither it's neither weekly, monthly, nor yearly, but there is a schedule to it. There's right? an like arrival there's, schedule, like a comet flying. <laughs> you can track when it when the when the the truck is going to roll through your neighborhood, yep, yep. and the festival just appears around it. Yep, and so everyone has like a calendar. I think it's so it's a little. Uh, I want to imagine like um, it's kind of like a sliding calendar. Like you slide, you know the the Homer and Thomas Edison sliding thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, and you slide a f- at the end of the calendar. There is a jack o' lantern, and everybody has their own custom. Like you give these as gifts, you make someone these calendars that are called the jack o' calendar. I don't know <laughs> what do you call these? Um, Gord? It's called the pump. It's called the pumpkin track. So it's called. Oh, that's very good. So the you everyone gifts each other. It's like this thing when you get a new neighbor, when you move somewhere, you know, for a birthday, a holiday, you give it to like a friend. The pumpkin track, and it's like a little fun bot that you create out of like felt or fun, you know, something like kids make them. And at the end, is a jack o' lantern, and people know like the cycle of it, like you know, they know the time of year. I don't know a calendar yet, and they slide the fun bot along. And once it gets close, though, like right now, I think we'd be pretty close where the weather is and what we're feeling in the air to the arrival of the fun bots in the jack o' lantern mobile and in the gourd mobile. Yeah. And like we'd be getting ready. I think like we'd start making like orange outfits and we'd start making like scarecrow costumes. And I think everybody gets a dish ready. Like it's very potluck. Very po- a lot of potluck. I think yeah. that I think that the uh what was the pumpkin growing contest turns into sort of a cook off experience. Yeah, it's it used to be like a food thing of like, yo, I grew this big motherfucking pumpkin. Let me feed like three hundred people. And it has turned into like I have made brownies for my entire neighborhood. And there's Fuck not yeah. necessarily you don't win anything. Uh I think the people of truth have realized that uh food growing <laughs> competitions are a bad way to choose governmental figures. It is very that, very not smart. But I think everybody has a a different niche where yeah. if it's like i'm the ugh, i'm the town stand i'm my neighborhood like wannabe stand-up comedian and i've been waiting to debut my material just for the pumpkin like for the what are we calling it the farm fair um we bring it back and just like call it the farm fair like because it was called that at one point but we can call it something new now that it's the truth version is it the truth county fair 
because it comes to different counties. Yeah, it's the Truth County Fair. So the Truth County Fair, like I would be like preparing my material to debut it. And like it's everybody shows off like who's in their neighborhood. Like it's a way to get to know your neighborhood where it's like, oh, yeah, Holy you, shit. Meet the, you meet the people that live near you. Yeah. You, you build up, you know, you, you build bonds with each other. You feed each other and yes. you bond over food, which is one of like. You know, the best ways to bond is is by sharing food because food is really important to people. Like yeah. food is a food is a fundamentally important thing to like people of all kinds. And I think that extends both to fantasy and specifically to truth as like a a culture of food and that experience of feeding each other, right? Yeah. Of being like, this is my favorite dish. Like yes. I would like for you to try it. And like sharing that experience with everyone is really is sort of like the heart of the experience. Yes, is eating. Like we, since the beginning, we've been talking about like food and Purethra Guild is important. And like, you know, growing your own crops and sharing them with people. Even during the Limony crisis, there was a theme of like, you know, giving, they had to give up portions of their food to a giant locust demon. And like afterward, we talked about with like Justice Judicator, how hard that was to like re- rebuild from that. And like people like Ward slash Cook, like came into the picture and like, restored the magical power of food to people in this region so i think now that they're on the up and up in this like time of unity is has like come and this time of fun it's time to like rekindle what this region's all about which is taking care of people developing people like by encouraging them and encouraging growth and development like a plant and feeding them you got to feed those plants you got to feed this community if you want it to grow strong yeah i love i love that i love it dearly and i think i think uh um, to your point about like a stand-up comedian, I almost pick I picture it as being like a full-fledged fair where there yes. are like games booths, right? Yes, like yes, if you yes. are if you are a game designer and you're like, I have created a really fun variation on the ring toss game, you set up your little tent and when it comes to, and when the county fair rolls into your neighborhood, like you you have your friends come and play your ring toss game. If yes. You, if you are if you are a world class engineer you build a tiny little roller coaster like yes. outside of your outside of your little cottage and everybody goes and rides your little roller coaster it's like like and and the fairs are every one of them is completely like visually aesthetically the only sort of signifying element is this pumpkin this pumpkin stage in the middle of it yes what i love about this is um i wanted to kind of have this I learned about Burning Man recently. Like, I don't know much about it, but I know you take it all down. You build it up and you take it all down in the mm-hmm. same stroke. So I think there's something similar there where, like, something really cool that I found about, like, just when you get to know your neighbors, you're like, holy shit, that's what you do. That's your life. This idea of, like, restaurants don't come there, but if you work in one, you, like, open your food. Like, say you have a Michelin star chef living above, below you in your apartment building. They set up like a small like pop up in the neighborhood. They don't like bring their restaurant to you. They like cook for you and then it vanishes. So it's like the neighborhood restaurant, but like exists during this county fair. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And it's it's this really cool feeling of like the people who live around you share their gifts with each other and you get to know who they are. You get to know like what they love and you get to share it with your community on a small scale. Like it's and it's this really magical thing of like every single county fair is different because everyone would have different goals and gifts and things that they value and like you know even cultural things from like if someone's from a different part of the world but lives in this county they would bring something from like that's they're passionate about their life to this area and it's this dope hodgepodge of stuff that makes a really cool county fair jeff this is very exciting i love it i adore it do you know what else i love about it what um, I get big. Um, the phrase itself has an, uh, an unfortunately obnoxious connotation, mm-hmm. but uh, I love it. I act, but like I genuinely adore it. The spirit of it, when it is done in a way that does not um, make the lives of minimum wage like service workers a living goddamn nightmare. Yes, which is to say, like I get big secret menu vibes off of this. Yes, you know, like like yeah, obviously no. there's the connotation where like a secret menu is where a person reads a Pinterest post and goes and ruins a Starbucks employee's day, and that's that not correct. what I'm talking about. No, we're talking about that magical feeling. Like it's kind of like I say, I I I run a restaurant in my regular life, and I'm a chef. 
you know, but when Jeff comes to the, and I like have all these signature dishes that are amazing, but Jeff who lives in my neighborhood comes to my food stall and he asks for the Mount Holly special, you get like a secret thing because you know, like, you know what I mean? Or it's like, or it's like, you know, it's the, it's the chef special where it's like, um, you know, I have enough to make like a batch of a batch of like apple fritters. Oh, yes. And like the people who are in my bar at this moment, y'all are getting apple fritters. Like anybody in the like, I'm going to walk around and go, I got I got one batch of apple fritters. Does anybody want to order an apple fritter right now? It's not on the menu. It's not available. This is the only time you're going to get it. Oh, I love and it's this. stuff like that, like that experience of like of 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 this is the time you're going to try something special that is from like a restaurant or a chef or a friend and they're going to make something special for this moment that tomorrow even if you go to the restaurant you're not going to get i really like this i really like that it's like a uh, at, the, at its heart it's a celebration of everything that truth is where it's like people taking care of each other and people acknowledging that like it, people at the core it's people acknowledging each other where it's like yeah i live below you but like i want to get to know you you know, and people celebrating this, like, life and shit. This is great. This is a great story. I love this. Um, what else can we talk about? Just, like, cool shit that's at it? We can, so we can, uh, we can now play this game. Oh, okay. Please introduce this game. Uh, I have Apotheosis, a role-playing game about how legends evolve by Gordy Murphy. I, fuck um, yeah. The premise is we take a legend, we take a story, such as, for instance, the story of the first farm fair as told by the Funbots. And over several generations, we proceed to tell how that story has changed, like how the legend has changed and how the tellings of that story has changed based on generational events. Got it. So we can tell the story of like, if we would like, we can kind of play with a little bit of time and space and talk about uh, what has happened, what happened, like what, what a few like years or generations or time periods of truth are like. Or yeah. we can tell, or we can, or we can tell about how the story of the farm fair changed from generation to generation and got to where it is in the truth farm fair. Okay. Or we can do other things entirely. It's the 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 story is ours. This is our show. What do you want to do? Do you have any? I have no preferences. I would kind of love to explore like truth through the like through this story. Yes, please. Yeah, I want to learn more about truth because we know very little besides the sad shit. Um, and I'm and not about I, that. I want to spend some time in like truth proper because I feel like we've never spent time like telling the story of like what this place is like after it recovers. Yes, yeah, completely. All right. So we have our we have our culture. We have truth. We've mm-hmm. got we've got we've got our we have an idea of this. We know that it used to be Purethra Guild. It was a city. It was a city in the living haunted forest that yep. that was built among the trees. Uh, it was originally a place where people were just looking out for each other in an inhospitable environment. Yep. It was colonized to a certain extent by uh, by the the gourd the gourd the high tower family mm-hmm. who turned the pumpkin growing festival the farm fair into a pumpkin growing contest for political power. Yes. They uh, industrialized the city. They colonized the city. They they transformed the city into uh into like uh, a very cold steel steampunky place yes then a giant demon that was a locust burst from the earth and overtook the city yes <laughs> um the residents of the city picked took sides um either siding with the bug or siding against the bug and the what the people called you know after madame mysteria rose up in the revolution of grasshopper city um, the locust was gone, but people were left wondering who's in charge. What what kind of do we do now? And people either sided with the knights of the mystery knights, which were followers of some kind of strange following of Madame Mysteria, and the Church of the Order of the Locust, which believed that like Lemony could come back and we should keep things the way that were during Grasshopper City Age. And then, uh, Justice Judicator. Um, one of the orders of the a locust, like town guard, knights, what have you, um, became a paladin and you know some into power within themselves, and is now started the Knights of Justice, which are like kind of the protectors of the city and really like for the benefit of the city and the people. And the city has been rebuilt. And the name is Truth, and it's peaceful and it's nice and it's you know treats people right. Finally, so. What we're going to do is we are going to break down uh, the the high picture of the game is we are going to break down like into five pieces the story of the first farm fair. 
Okay. Then, um, so this is this the game Apotheosis tells you to use this through generations, but I think I want to hack that slightly. Okay. And instead of doing it by generation, I want to do it by like county and neighborhood because we've established there's like a rhythm to like each county gets the gets the farm fair and like celebrates in its own way. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, so what we'll do is, is we'll go, you know, we'll we'll sort of define sub counties within the city of Truth and talk about how th- what their variations on the the legend of the of the farm fair is, and that'll tell us how they celebrate, and that'll give us some ideas about like how they how they look at it. I'm and, down. Like, what, how their farm fair differs from the one that took place last week. I love it. I love it. Cool. So first thing we're going to do, we are going to map out the legend. We are going to lay out five beats of the story, five events that happen that define the story of the first farm fair. Beat one, I think, should be halflings live in the haunted forest. Yes. I get so excited that I can recap the history of this fucking world that I'm like tempted to, but I won't. What do you think beat two? What is beat two of the story? Is it is it Sprout gets the hat or is there uh, a beat before that? Um, It's like Sprout. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sprout learns to farm in like the shadow. Like Sprout pretty much like starts farming in the haunted forest. Got it. Okay. Um, beat three is probably that that he finds the hat, right? Yes. And when he finds the hat, he like asks the forest to like stop encroaching inward and go outward so like they can set up like a living space. Then let's make that beat four. Um, Sprout makes peace with the forest. Yes. And then the halflings, halflings celebrate with food. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It was like to celebrate the fact that like they could actually become farm, like they could live in comfort in the forest. Like Sprout made peace with the forest so they could live in it. So our legend, our five beats, halflings live in the haunted forest. Sprout Brussels learns to farm in the shadows. Sprout Brussels eventually finds a magical hat, a, a mystical artifact on which we've talked about many, many times before. Mm-hmm. Sprout Brussels uses the uses the hat to make peace with the forest itself, to 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 uh, make a pact with the forest that would give the halflings a place to live comfortably. To celebrate this, the halflings uh, give each other food and comfort and take care of each other with a big giant farm fair. That sounds fucking super correct. Yes, that's that is our perfect. that is our legend. Those are our five beats. Yes. So what is going to happen now is we are going to lay out five counties within truth. Oh fuck! In the game proper, we would we, we would take a, a generation and define like an important event to that generation. Mm-hmm. So what we might do is define instead of an important event, we could do an, an event that has happened in this county that is very important. We can do a landmark in this county that is very important. Something that is central or like a custom or like a th- like a specialty if it's like a a neighborhood of artists like we can let we can decide what makes that county special great that is what that is what we're gonna do next and we'll do one every time we do that you and I will both pick one beat of that story and there are some actions that we can do to that that I'll explain once we get to that cool um I have a part of the city that I think is cool. All right, go for it. Um, it's this neighborhood where um, no one knows where they are or where they start or if they ever bear fruit, but the buildings aren't wrapped in ivy or being consumed by ivy. There's a lot of greenery, and it's pumpkin vines, and they're fucking everywhere. Like, I'm thinking Savannah Spanish Moss, where it, like, dangles and it hangs and it's wrapped around light poles. It's wrapped around buildings. If you don't cut it back, it'll wrap around your doorknob. And it's known as the Pumpkin Vale. Pumpkin it's known Vale. As pumpkin Vale. Pumpkin. It's known as Pumpkin Vale. And it's like just this cool district that like people who fucking people who fucking love pumpkins and this like cool spooky aesthetic live there. It's like kind of Edgar Allan Poe novel and people who kind of love that look, that feel of spooky, haunted, you know, haunted city, neat, you know, Victorian thing live there like they move there because they fuck with that kind of look so you know the history of pumpkin vale right i do certainly do not um it was where i mean pumpkin vale is a somewhat recent development in truth because it was literally pumpkin farms before this it was literally chad butternut's like pumpkin farms like his acres and acres of pumpkin farm that has been like the houses have been built on top of it 
Ah, it's like Butternut Manor. Like, Butternut Manor gets fucking destroyed. Butternut Manor was like a spooky, haunted Victoria. Like, everything that you're describing was extremely Butternut. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's all like the where where Butternut Manor was, where the pumpkin fields were. Like, people moved here. People, like, in the city, like, built up homes here. And, like, it just developed this cool aesthetic outside of the, once it had been kind of redistributed to the people who were allowed to live here. I want to set up this aesthetic of, like, once Butternut Manor has been, like, raided by zombies by Madame Mysteria and, like, their power is taken away and Chad Butternut is stabbed. (laughs) Like, I imagine people being like, yo, that area looks dope. No one's ever been able to live there before because of fucking Butternut's. Kind of want to live they there. They just go take it. Yeah. yeah the the, like, the people this. just take it back. Fuck. Yes. Fuck, eat, eat the rich. Eat yes, the rich. The rich y'all. were literally eaten and like dope areas were like, yeah, now it's a cool fucking neighborhood. And like, it's actually a cool place. Like, it's not like, it's not Williamsburg where it's like, that's a cool place to live. I want it. It's like, no, they're all nice. Like, to subtract capitalism from this entire conversation when we talk about developing truth, by the way, listener. <laughs> You're right, because a big it's part not of like this, a big part of truth. A bit, well, and a big part of this was, I mean, to make it explicitly political for a moment, a big part of this was violently redistributing land yes. after the rich like, were deposed. We so, don't like, often talk that's about it, but we about. have to talk about it. <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. Yes. So, oh, like, I like so Pumpkin Vale. That's Pumpkin Vale. Pumpkin Vale is the remnants of 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 butternut manor it's the surrounding houses the pumpkin fields there are houses here now there are still pumpkin fields but they're like small family-owned farms yeah it's just like a cool man it's fucking it's a cool spooky place and i love it which is also part of why it's spooky was because there was a giant battle here yeah oh it's like everybody but it's for people who like fuck with haunted where they're like oh yeah like i'm pretty sure chad butternut haunts my house but like fuck that guy Like, hey, that's oh man, you, you put a you put a litter box there. That's where I used to sleep. <laughs> All right, Aaron, are we ready to tell how Pumpkin Vale tells the story of the farm fair when the robots come into town? Fuck yeah. You can do one of four things. Part of the they may forget part of the legend. At which point for Pumpkin Vale we would we would discard part of the legend entirely. Hmm. They may change part of the legend, which is to say like uh, the part of that legend might be different for them. Part wow. they might tell that story differently, and a part of that story might be told differently. I have that. I have one for that already. I have something that comes to mind immediately. The other two are uh, a sub, a splinter might happen. A subgroup starts telling a different version of the legend, like a variant of the story might occur. Yeah. Or there might be, uh, they might propagate, they might add a new element of the legend that is important, at which point we would add another beat to the story. Or what was the second one? changing where they change a part of the story okay so i think that the story of the farm fair is changed in pumpkin vale to be way spookier it's like creepy and like long ago like you know i don't know if it's like bad i don't know does that work Ooh, or like yeah, they make I've it spookier? A, i've got a really specific i have a specific game action pitch for that i think of when you go to like american historic towns during halloween and they put an emphasis on like spooky history tours and stuff like that then i i have a i know the change that or the variant action that i want to i want to suggest we make with go this. ahead instead of sprout making peace with the forest instead of emphasizing the forest part of the haunted forest it is that sprout made an accord with ghosts oh fuck i like that what in is pumpkin the... veil in pumpkin yeah. veil the story is that sprout like gathered up like sprout is not they don't they 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 tell a variation on the story where Sprout is not like a farmer. Oh and like where like Sprout as the leader of the town is not a farmer, or Sprout is a necromancer. See, this is fucking dope. Or like Sprout Brussels, they're like Sprout Brussels waited for night to fall right here. It's like, so I've, I don't know if you've ever taken a haunted tour. Oh my god, I love haunted tours. Aaron, I, Aaron, I live in Philadelphia. I know, but I don't know. You never sometimes maybe will take them. So I love. Can, this. I t- what, can I real quick tell you my my haunted tour story for yes. Philadelphia? Yes, please. <laughs> the thing about ghost tours in Philly is like they can't stop. Once they like, once they, they're underway. So like, and like, there's so many of them will be walking by that sometimes Jen and I will just be out walking and like, we'll just end up as part of a tour for a little while. Yeah. And like, you just like, you know, tip the guy when you're done and then you just walk along with them for a while. That's all they care about. (laughs) So I like this idea of haunted tours because there's always this point where it's like, and on this spot, you can tell that I lived in Savannah long enough and like would hear them outside my window because you'd always... 
I lived in what is like an old yellow fever hospital when I was li- going to grad school. So people would be literally outside my window on the first floor being like, and in this very building, some say you can still hear the moans. I'm like, <laughs> fuck me. God. And you had to lean out your window and go, ah. And then they slip you a $5. <laughs> but there is always that on this spot and like oh, to yeah. this day. So I like the idea of like, one day on this very spot in this pumpkin field, this the soil is so ripe and so rich and filled with pumpkins because Sprout Brussels made a deal with the ghosts of the haunted forest. And when he commanded them to grow away so that they could live, he, spi- he carved a jack-o'-lantern with his face and put it on a spike to say, Banished from this point are you ghosts, spread outwards and away from the, peri- the people of this forest. And that's why we carve jack-o'-lanterns, to remind the ghosts that this is our home. I love it. That's dope. That, like, that's, that's the local pumpkin veil variation on, on the stories. Not that, not that he made peace with the forest, but that he banished the ghosts of the wood. I like it. And that's why, like, jack-o'-lantern carving in pumpkin veil is dope. It's like this, vi- like, everybody makes them, like, scarecrows. And they're very, like, the whisper gourds are, v- whisper gourds are the fucking shit here. Mm-hmm. And, like, jack-o'-lanterns and decorations and whisper gourds and, like, pumpkin kind of uh, magic pumpkin stuff is everywhere here. I they also it. have a dance called the pumpkin ball. Yep. <laughs> Everybody do the pumpkin ball. And it's, like, it's all very, like, horns and metal. It's really creaky, spooky, ooky, like, but everybody dances, like, cyber, like, um, cyber goth, that video. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, I want to live in Pumpkin Vale. Pumpkin Vale is good. I want to introduce the neighborhood of, uh, I want to introduce Cricket Canyon. Oof, that's a good name for a neighborhood. That's where, it's, it's where, it's the, it's the, it is the, the neighborhood that formed in literally the, the chasm where, where, oh, uh, Lemony used to live. That's, okay, a bunch Jeff, of, that's like, fucking a bunch brilliant. of, like, a bunch of like houses carved into like cliff sides in this like giant chasm where this giant like locust used to like burrow into the earth. People just like moved like they they carved their little homes into the into the walls of this canyon. Fuck yeah, they did. And like it's just like you get down like there are natural you know you know like the car the carved stairs on like the walls of canyons that sometimes are there. Like there are carved stairs. There's kind of a you go from level to level and it's just all kind of built into this canyon space. Yeah, like um the there's a national park in uh colorado called mesa verde and like they have the cliff palace and like it's very much that look if you want to google image it i think what was it called mesa verde put mesa verde cliff dwellings and like there's these ancient ancient, like the in that city dope i really like that there's this carved world down there so what how do they what's the deal with them in uh celebrating uh what's their wow that'd be a really cool county fair Cricket Canyon. Um, let's see. Can you see the bottom of the hole? Yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, yes. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. What's at the bottom um, now? It's like a carved happy like face. A, like mud and dirt and oh, like a so it's like nothing river. really. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's water and stuff. Yeah. It's like a canyon. <laughs> I think that I think I'm gonna add a propagate action. Okay. What does that mean? Um, that means we add an element of the story when you were in Cricket Canyon. Yeah. Cricket Canyon, like their celebration, is a little more muted. Okay, love that. Because the piece of the they, they because uh people move people moved like people moved here by choice, but like uh, there's a lot of people who like they consider it important that they remember mm. like the the years under the locust, right? Like yeah. the, given that they are living in this space, like it is important and it's like there's like a somber element to it. Yeah. Like, as opposed to some of the more, like, raucous and jaunty elements, like, there's definitely a muted, like, they're like, we tell this story, and this is, and, like, it is more... They celebrate being alive rather than, like, a party. It's, like, it's not so much celebrating the farm fair of old. It's the fact that, like, we survived and we thrive now. And, like, they celebrate, like, it's, it's a rager in the way of, like... You know, you celebrate that you made it, like, and you are, like, you literally still have breath in your body because of they kind of like honor like the those who were lost and stuff and can i can i posit something about the people that moved into cricket canyon fuck yeah you can the knights of truth oh and associate and like allies and associates yeah 
Like, they claimed a space, they kind of, like, uh, justice, like, knowingly picked a place for, like, the Knights of Truth to meet. I really like that. Knowing that, like, it was a place, like, like, they, like, they picked a place where they were like, people aren't going to go here. We, we, we're not going to take someone's space. That was what, that was what mm. the old regime did. We are going to carve a new space and we are going to carve it in a space that no one wants. And any time that something emerges from this chasm again, from Cricket Canyon, yeah. I want it to be a beacon of peace, hope, and justice. Yep. I love that. That's dope. Like, that is dope. And like, I those, really that is, like and this. so they live, the knights live there, the, their sort of associated other kind of heroes live there or like social work like people who do good like it is kind of like uh it's it's as much a it's as much a working community or like a co-working space as yep. it is like a living community of people working together to make the community better i really like this and it adds this dope element of like the power rangers coming out of a chasm mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Yep. you> know? <laughs> so we're gonna do one more neighborhood and then we'll call it I'm excited about that. Um, who is it? Are we taking turns? Yeah. What? Do you, uh, unless uh, let, let's talk through. What are we thinking? I'm thinking somewhere that's like where you go. It's it's like the silly one because we had spooky or or um corny like true. It's the farm fair farm fair. It's like cows and like pig racing and silliness. It's like very jovial. Like it's just I I think of the so something that like we joke about is like Chad Butternut's jolliness. But I think, like, it's something that comes from the olden days of, like, Sprout Brussels' endless optimism is what is celebrated in this neighborhood. Like, this idea of that Chad Butternut, like, we find him to be annoying because we're, like, he's Ned Flanders. Mm -hmm. But it's something where this neighborhood, like, is genuine and it's about, like, being kind and seeing the best in everything. You know, and being an optimist is what is celebrated. Yeah. That part of the farm fair and that part of tr- like, of, of Purethrico culture is about like, yo, we got to grow crops in the dark because we live in a fucking haunted forest, but we carved our way and like, God damn it, this tomato tastes great. Your tomato tastes great. Like this element that we've built from this city of old Purethrogill, which is like investing time and energy into a plant yields delicious fruit and food. You know, this idea that this is what you do with people is you invest time and energy into them. This is something that like that that optimism and that kindness is what's celebrated. And so I think I want to um, I want to hold on. I lost the lost the thing. Mm-hmm. Give me a minute. I know what I want to do, but I need to find the, the right word to describe it. Kay. This is me. This is me verbally buying time. It's fine. Uh, let me tell you the story of Darth Plagueis the Liar. I can always just edit. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? You don't want, so you don't want to hear the story of Darth Plagueis the Liar? <laughs> it's not a story the Jedi will tell you. God, I fucking saw, I've, of all the Star Wars stuff, why that movie? I have seen so much. Like, so much. <laughs> not a story the Jedi will tell you. Actually, I think I think what I'd like to do is for this part remove a piece of the legend. Okay. I don't think I don't think the people and did we name this neighborhood? We did not. No. We just I just wanted to mention like I think what it what it is is like chipper optimistic mm-hmm. about encouraging people and building them up. I think it's called the Grove. I like that a lot. The Grove. The Grove, the story that they tell, the the, the variation on the legend of the farm fair doesn't really touch on the hat. Mm. they just don't really don't really like they over they overlook the hat right yeah. like we would we would remove the hat from the legend when you're talk when you're hearing the story from the grove's perspective yeah the grove just doesn't really people in the grove like that community story of it doesn't really they kind of acknowledge like yeah there was an object that facilitated the, the communion with the forest but the important thing in the grove the important thing to the people in the grove is that Sprout Brussels learned to farm and learned to grow plants and learned to tend the soil and to and to like provide the love and water and sunlight and like make life there. Yeah. And then made peace with the forest. Like in their eyes, in, in you ask somebody in the grove and you like go to their celebration, they might be like, yeah, they yeah, that's that's the thing. And then he found a hat and then and then talked to the forest and like like they would just kind of be like, yeah, there's a hat. That's fine. But the important thing. Okay, I really like this. I really like this idea that what they celebrate is the the passion and the farming. I think this yeah. one's about like it's about growing shit and about growing yeah, they, people. They've, they've kept they've kept oh. the tradition of like the the pumpkin growing 
they've taken away the prizes, but uh, outside of like a traditional ribbon. But like they have kept that tradition of like, look how big this pumpkin I grew is. Can I twist that in a way that's cute? Yes. This is about growth. It's about development. This one. Jeff, this is the one that's for kids. This is the kids' celebration, where it's like, they grow a giant pumpkin, don't tell them, but it's an inflatable bouncy castle. (laughs) But, like, it's where they create myths for the kids, like, almost Santa Claus-y, where they're like, oh my goodness, we are growing the pumpkin before your eyes, but really they're just inflating a giant, like, bent moon bounce pumpkin, you know, like, cotton candy shaped like jack-o'-lanterns, all for them, and, like crops that look like corn but it's really like a sweet and things like that like it's all for kids because they're like it's about investing energy in a seed and a sprout and that's how you get the beautiful community we have has been investing energy into things and like helping them develop that's why we are the way we are is because we invest time in kids and seeds and you know what i mean so i think it's like the kid friendly one that's really fucking cute and like if you were to go there to like some of them have like nightclubs, but if you were to end up in the grove, you'd be like, the fuck is this? And be like, welcome to the grove. I'm a clown. That's for eight year olds. You're like, oh, I was trying to go dance, but can I ask, can I ask you, Aaron, a lore question? Yeah. That is important. Uh-huh. This is the most important question that I've ever asked because it feels right to ask this question. And I know that it's going to upset you. Oh no. Did we ever establish where? The witch was from made Jeremiah Noodleman. No, he did not. Because I feel like (laughs) it makes a lot of sense if this is the birthplace of Jeremiah Noodleman. This is where it happened. (laughs) This. Didn't we say it was like a ChadCon or something? I don't know. But I I like the fact that this is where Jeremiah Noodleman was born. Because it's real dumb and it's, we can always, I'm, I'm just, we're Honestly, we're Chad Con maybe happened in the Grove one year. I'm like, <laughs> who's to say? I like this fact that this is where Jeremiah Noodleman is from. Like, I'll make something for the kids. Let me make something for the kids. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? <laughs> My stew pot has big fucking juicy legs. And like, oh, the badgers are coming. Like, it was wild. It got way out of hand one year. Like, <laughs> people talk about it. <laughs> and that's when they had to banish Jeremiah Jeremiah Noodleman is like banished from from truth like cool 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 can you do that not here because that shit is that shit has no place here anymore that that's year fine. i got a whole world i gotta entertain hey. let's do this like the jeremiah newtomans asked truth are y'all ready for this and they said fuck no they said no they said no we are not nor will we ever be he got very serious and said well, then I must leave and never return. <laughs> and he's like, legs turn into <laughs> rocket boots, like, <laughs> and he flew off into the <laughs> sky. <laughs> the frame just lifts. <laughs> like, very poochy. poochy. <laughs> I have to go back to my home planet now. <laughs> that is exactly how Jeremiah Noodleman was born, was in the grove. And it was a fucking, all the kids I gathered around, the witch was like, the witch lived there, so she's like, time for my contribution. I got something special for you kids. I created, like, people have, like, you know, one year, there's a guy, like, one of the dads is dressed up like a pumpkin the clown. And, like, and everyone's like, oh, my God, pumpkin the clown is here. And then after, like, ten iterations of pumpkin the clown, they're like, we got to think of something new. And the witch is like, I fucking got you. Pumpkin the clown is passe. It's old hat. Feast your eyes on something the kids will really love. <laughs> <laughs> oh god the badgers there's so many his legs so juicy this music is so fucking loud i can't focus on anything so hot. oh god can we eat it no i'll die <laughs> <laughs> but it's still spilling everywhere it's so hot get the fuck out of here jeremiah newman <laughs> i've got a lot of people to help <laughs> <laughs> they watch him. They watch him fly away. Uh, Perhaps it was we that were wrong. <laughs> they regret it. <laughs> Next year, they were like that party fucking shredded. We, it was us. We, we were the problem. Jeremiah, come back. <laughs> Every year, Jeremiah gets a letter from Truth that's like begging to come back, and like maybe he's like maybe one day. The hurt. It's the wound is when, still when too they, fresh. When they need me. <laughs> when they need me. When they need me, I'll be there. I'll return to the grove. And now every year after that, they, like, celebrate that one day. And, like, there's a big kettle that's, like, brought out to the center of town. And, like, they cook a stew over it. Nobody eats it. Yeah, they just cook it. (laughs) They just cook it. (laughs) 
And the smell of the stew radiates into all the houses and it, it warms you. Wearing short shorts and showing off your quads is like a thing you do when the wagons come to your town to honor Jeremiah Noodleman's legs. Uh, no, I hate that. I'm going to say no. <laughs> They fucking no, they don't. They don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's thank a you. wrap. Thank you for thank you for allowing me that that no, moment of joy. Of course, and I think that is a wrap it's on a wrap. truth. The story of this this beautiful farm fair that we've created. The I really story like of this. the truth farm fair. It's gonna tell. I think this is inform us a lot moving forward about like what that part of the world is like. Yeah, and I'm really fucking excited to hear more. Um, God, thank you so much for your prompt. This one came from Rocks of Crocker in our Discord. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, you really should. There's, you can literally say anything, and like we'll make a fun episode from it. And it's, you know, we get to collab and hang out. So if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are a gajillion ways to do it. And Jeff, can you tell the people about them? You can tweet us at AMSC underscore podcast using the hashtag Fantasy Children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash AMFC Discord and post in the prompt submission channel, or you can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Shibuya, um, uh, while you're on the internet, oh my goodness, are you Googling how to send prompts? Why don't you listen to Jeff's other podcast? And I think you'll get a lot of cool ideas for prompts because it's full of creative genius and lots of varieties of genres for you to enjoy. Jeff, what's your other show? Party of One? Well, it's an actual play podcast focusing on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I play a two-player game with a friend, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Booyah! All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One-Shot Podcast Network. The The One-Shot Podcast Network has been our home for, what, like a year and a half now? Um, and it's been really wonderful just being aligned with people who believe the same things we do about making, like, positive and inclusive communities and content and making tabletop like something accessible and fun that people you know should that everyone should enjoy um so go to oneshotpodcast.com and check out the plethora of shows that also are all about that and you can't go wrong with picking any out of a hat honestly um no matter what you're looking for there is something on the one shot podcast network for you um verbal hug this i just made that up too by the way that was felt like i was really good that was great thanks gee whiz um uh, do you have a verbal hug this week um gosh let's see get to know your neighborhood oh true 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 get to know your neighborhood like like where you live is is special you know like there's a magic there's a magic there's a magic to it like right like there's a magic there's a magic to where you live there's a magic to where you grew up like the places have places have magic to them and take some time to really like learn that magic and get to know that magic yeah something that's i've tried to do more is learn about like the history of my neighborhood or where i grew up and things like that and like learn how that town was settled learn how where your building came up and you live in one um it's really cool and like and also, like, get to know your neighbors, like, wave to somebody, you know, if they're nice if, or something. But, like, you know, if it's something you can do, like, say what's up to the person who lives fucking next to you if you, like, see them or something. Just try to, you know, connect to community or, you know, online. You can always build a community, too. But pretty much if there's people in whatever community you're in, you know, reach out and say hi and be nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only going to, like benefit you honestly and them and the world but seriously yeah. it will it's dope yeah i agree completely um but yeah is that all we do in the show i think that's it dang so until next time good night and good game It was the first night of the county fair in Pumpkinvale. Ghost tours were strolling through the town squares, their guides spinning spooky tales of ghouls and phantoms. The chilly autumn winds made the candles and the whisper gourds dance along to the music of the pumpkin ball. But alone, away from the fun and the frights, stood a knight of justice. Clad in gleaming armor from head to toe, a young woman named Pepita stood with her back against a recently lit street lamp. It was her first time ever visiting Pumpkinvale, and definitely her first time seeing the county fairs. She stared at the cobblestone street and chuckled. So many pumpkins. Her eyes caught the reflection of the neighborhood whisper gourds on her armor. 
She unfolded her arms and let out a quiet blech before beginning her walk through the town. Peppy couldn't help but smile as she walked. The smell of roasting seeds in ovens, thousands of pumpkins carved and lit. There was more food than anyone could ever try in a lifetime, and she loved it. She tried not to love it, but she loved it. She laughed and rolled her shoulders. You're allowed to have fun, Peppy, she said with a laugh. It had been a very long day for her in Pumpkinvale. While the town was inflating bounce castles and stewing their stews, Peppy spent her day exploring a manor on a hill. She quickly flipped the pages of her father's worn diary. She liked the sound it made. <laughs> Too bad Samuel couldn't enjoy something like this when he was a kid. Actually, with his face, he probably would have gotten mistaken for a whisper gourd. <laughs> she let out a long laugh, followed by a sigh, and put the diary down into a satchel. Don't worry, Samuel. This year, I plan on having enough fun at the fair for both of us. Let's go.